Well, good morning and welcome to Noah's Windows. No Marianas, this might not seem to be the most encouraging week of Noah's Windows that we've ever had, but I really have been burdened about the challenge of living in these last days. And, and I, think, I think we wouldn't be honest if we didn't point out the fact that things are getting darker and bleaker out there. But it is important to remember that the Bible told us it was going to happen. So none of this is catching God by surprise. But what we looked at Monday was the fact that Antichrist is coming and the tribulation is going to begin, but it won't happen. He won't come on the scene until the Holy Spirit quits restraining. And in that stopping restraining of this, you know, this wickedness in the world, the reason why the Holy Spirit is going to stop restraining is the church is going to be taken out. So we get to go to heaven with the Lord before this, before this all happens. But what I have been focusing on is that the Bible tells us this lawlessness is already at work. John in the book of First John calls it the spirit of Antichrist. In other words, the person is not here yet, but the agenda, the focus, the curriculum of Antichrist is already in our world. And we, we're watching that happen. I mean, I can't believe how much has changed in the last five years. And frankly, I can't believe how much has changed since 2020. I mean, it's, it's, true. Like, it's like the world we live in is just so different now. And there are a lot of reasons for that. Uh, there could be political reasons, there, there could be cultural reasons. But behind it all, really, is Satan. Right. And he's got an agenda, and he, he wants to push this agenda. But just the things that we're watching happening, what our kids are being taught uh, in, in, in preschool and public school, many of them, um, and in private schools as well. Mm -hmm. And then what we're seeing you know, in the culture where today, it's like if anyone says truth or speaks for truth, they're, they're ostracized and mm -hmm. considered a hate monger, you know. Well, there's a reason for that. I mean, that's Satan's agenda and it's growing, it's proliferating in our world. But today I wanna to go to a, a book of the Bible that might kind of surprise us that speaks to this and it's the book of Proverbs. Because in the Proverbs in chapter 25, and the 26th verse, I think we have a verse that really clearly, I'm sure it spoke to all generations, but it right. very much speaks to our generation. And listen to this. Proverbs 25, 26. If the godly give in to the wicked, it's like polluting a fountain or muddying a spring. Today, I think there's a lot of influence on godly people to give in mm -hmm. to wickedness. Well, there's this new definition of righteousness. So following this really it's Satan's agenda. If you don't if you don't follow that, then you're unrighteous. Right. Because they've redefined all these words. It goes back to so many verses we talked about when you call evil good and good evil. So since they've redefined the words, if you don't assign if you don't ascribe to what they're teaching, then you're the one that's in the wrong. You know, we sing about this and I preach about it, but I really wonder how <laughs> well I even get it myself. You know, the Bible tells us we are who God says we are, but I still think it's very hard not to start getting part of our identity from the culture mm -hmm. and just only get our identity from God. But it's so very important that we do in these days because I think a lot of Christians are just insecure. Well, but here's the thing. I know a lot of Christians that have come to me and said, you know, I don't want to be kind to these people that are living yeah. this very perverted lifestyle. And, and what people are saying to me, well, if you're a Christian, you should accept that. Yeah. Well, there's, okay, but there's a lot of difference between what you just said. I know you know that, and mm -hmm. you say that to people. Of course we should be kind. Exactly. But we should not accept. Exactly. Because how can, how can we accept evil? Well, and it goes back to, I know you can, you can break it down into some very absurd, maybe, illustrations. But if someone chooses to do things that damage, okay, for instance, let me try to think of one. If a person uh, feels like they need to do bodily harm, maybe they have some kind of a, 
a weapon or something that they're, they're going to actually harm themselves. And you want to warn them if you do that, you're going to harm yourself. And they say, well, if you loved me, you would affirm that I want to do this to myself. I, maybe I'm holding a gun in my hand or a knife in my hand. I don't know, you know, just different things that we can do to harm ourselves. If you don't affirm that in this current culture, you are unkind and therefore unchristian because after all, they would say, which is not true, that uh, Christ only loved people no matter what, which he does. Love. That's again, it just gets so muddy in there, which is, goes back to the verse you're saying. And I think that's what a lot of the Christians that are talking to me are feeling. It feels so muddy. I can't quite find my footing. Where is where is it that I need to be to be to honor the Lord in my life? Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I mean, I want to. I want to. I want to <laughs> agree with that. But on the other hand, I think that ambiguity comes from trying to please both God and the mm -hmm. culture at the same time. And that's just never going to work. So mm -hmm. I'm not really sure it's quite as fuzzy as Christians are making it today. The challenge is for us to understand that when we say that sin is sin, we're not judging. And right. that's the accusation. I'm not judging if I, I mean, if I give God's viewpoint, I mean, God's the one who judged. I'm just the letter carrier, you know, right. bringing the message. But now if I judge, and on my own viewpoint, I say something is wrong without God speaking to it. Or that something is, is wrong. I mean, here's the thing. You which know, is I, what they're actually yeah, doing. Yeah, because it's very <laughs> peculiar that when people say that sin is wrong, they're automatically judging. When people say that sin is okay, for some reason they're not accused of judging. But mm -hmm. that would be equally as much a judgment to say that something was okay when it was not as it would be to say that something is wrong. So I just, I think as God followers, we need to hear this because the Bible says, and I'm going to read this one more time. If the godly give in to the wicked, it's like polluting a fountain or mudding a stream. And, a spring. and that pollution is what we're seeing today, definitely in the church. And I think if we were to define, distill down, like we've talked for the last couple of days, if you really distill down what the culture is trying to say is they want to abandon this book or twist it, distort it, what Satan's been doing since the Garden of Eden. And I, here's what I, I feel like is important that you're sharing with us this week, is I want us to understand we can still be confident that this is truth mm -hmm. and that we can confidently state that God hasn't changed, yeah. the, the Word hasn't changed, and what's wrong, what was wrong 50 years ago or 100 years ago or 2,000 years ago, it's still wrong today, and we can be, have confidence in that. Yeah, and I think they're, they're just things that we, we, we can't say that right is wrong, and we can't say that wrong is right. I mean, in the book of, uh, well, I think it's Jeremiah, uh, the Bible tells us, or it could be Isaiah, I'm sorry, where the Bible says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Woe there means a bad future. So what God is saying is a bad future for the people who change the labels. For the people and, who change the signs. And they're standing, standing going to be judged by God. And that's the thing that we need to remember. <laughs> you know, when I read this this week, the one thing I thought about is the devil's crowd never feels the pressure to give in to the godly. Yeah. It's always mm -hmm. the godly who mm -hmm. feel the mm -hmm. pressure to give in to the ungodly. And that's been that way for the thousands of years of recorded history mm -hmm. in the Bible. Well, and I think it's interesting that the, the words here in Proverbs, and I love that you picked this verse. Because, you know, we're talking about pollution in a fountain or a spring. You think about how important, especially in this day and time, um, to, to exist, you needed a clean source of water. And you would get that from a fountain or from a spring, a source of life, really. Yeah. And, and if that was polluted, 
your life is in, is in jeopardy. Well, I think the writer of Proverbs is thinking about two streams that are running in parallel, perhaps, mm-hmm. to each other. One is clean and pure, and the other is muddy and filthy and polluted. Mm-hmm. So the idea is if the people that are, have the clean stream, if they open up their stream to the, to the polluted stream, then it's going, to, mm-hmm. it's going to pollute the clean water. And, you know, one more time, Jesus said things are going to be this way. He said there's a broad road that leads to destruction. There's a narrow road that leads to everlasting life. And, you know, I think the important thing for us today is just to remember that God called us to travel that mm-hmm. that road. And I would rather be right in the sight of God and crazy in the sight of the world mm-hmm. than right in the sight of the world and crazy in the sight of God. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and at least, you know, as Satan becomes bolder and bolder in what he's doing, to me, it makes it so much clearer where the truth is. Yeah. And standing with God, that that separation between the two gets bigger and bigger. So it shouldn't be hard to see where we need to stand. Well, I know we've probably talked too much for this edition of Noah's Window. But I just got to say one more thing. The expression give in um, stood out to me too. Because it says that the righteous give in to the wicked or to the ungodly. Which means that the ungodly are putting pressure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pressure. Because giving in always indicates that there's pressure. And finally you just throw up your hands and say, well, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh so we're going to feel that pressure all the time, but it's important to remember who our Savior and Lord is. And it's important for us not to affirm wickedness because right. affirm is very close to believe. And we got mm-hmm. saved because we affirm the truth that is in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so it's very, very, very dangerous to play with that part of us that determines what we believe. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I've talked too much today, but Mary Alice, this has been an interesting topic for me because it's just heavy on my heart. And as I prepare for this next Clash of Dynasties series, God willing, for 2023, if Jesus doesn't come first, mm-hmm. uh, I'm thinking a lot about these things. Pray for us, please. Yes, let's pray. Oh, fathers, we live in this day and age. I pray that you would give us that courage to stand strong and help us not to capitulate and cave in to the pressure that the world's putting on us, that Satan's putting on us. Help us to stand strong for you. Help us to find uh, comfort and even joy in knowing that you haven't changed and your truth hasn't changed. And I just pray for each and every person, each and every family that's watching or listening today, that they would reaffirm in their heart even today, knowing that that your truth hasn't changed. I don't, no matter what the, the uh, culture is saying, you haven't changed. It, you still stand strong. And the most important thing that we know is that we can have confidence that Jesus did indeed die for our sins and we have hope of the resurrection because he um, died for us and then he rose from the grave. And let us focus on that even today. And Father, for each and every family that's watching or listening today, Father, I know they're facing so many difficulties, illness and financial difficulty and tragedies and so many things, Father, that we need you. We need you in our life. We need you for every breath we breathe and every step we take. And please be present in our lives today. I pray that you would wrap your arms of love around each one, draw them close, maybe feel and know your presence even today. And we want to thank you for all that you are. Thank you for trusting us to be here in this day and time. May we be found faithful. And we'll give you all the glory and the praise. And ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Mary Allison. Thank you for joining us today on Noah's Window. God willing, we'll be back for the Thursday edition. This week, we're focusing on living in the last days. See you soon. God bless. See you soon.